your blood runs orange and blue. Orange and blue. blue, blue. This, this is the pod, the pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So the Knicks uh, had one of their more complete games of the season on Monday, blowing out the Suns at the Garden, 102-83 at times this game. Uh, wasn't even that close. Knicks were up 30 in the first half. Uh, Julius Randle got the Knicks going early, finished with another big stat line, 28 points, 16 rebounds. We've certainly seen him really attack the class uh, at a high level of late, along with the shot making. Jalen Brunson, he returned to action after missing the entire Texas trip. That was three games that he did not play. He returned. He had 24 points in this game, six assists. Uh, The Knicks held the Suns to just 11 points in the first quarter. So we talked about the Knicks' struggles defensively. They certainly seem to find their way in this one. Phoenix shot just 39% from the field and shot 27% from three in this game. The Knicks were coming off of another blowout win that they had over the Rockets um, over the weekend, which snapped a league-worst five-game losing streak. So uh, the story this game really, really starts with Julius Randle, I think, and another big game. And, and what a difference a year makes. Around this time last year, you were having the whole thumbs down situation. You had uh, fans booing him, fans uh, discontented with how he was playing. And it seemed like it, it was a, it was an untenable situation at that point in time. And there you see him at the garden. He's on the free throw line in the fourth quarter. And he's getting MVP chance. Uh, it, it, was, it was kind of surreal to kind of think about how far he's come. And Julius Randle now having uh, another great, season for the Knicks and he talked a little bit about what motivates him in terms of trying to be an all-star once again I mean it's obviously you know you work hard to put yourself in a position to do that so uh it would be amazing you know I I love it not necessarily for me obviously it's great but I love it to be able to experience it with my family uh to be able to you know experience it with my son um both of my sons um because they're the one that really make the true my wife too they're, they're the people that really make the true sacrifice of uh, letting me dedicate myself to the game the way um, I've been able to do, um, you know, summers and night in and night out. And they're the one that's making a true sacrifices. So I love to be able to let them, you know, enjoy it and, you know, see the rewards of it and stuff like that. So that's why it's important. So Jalen Drews Randall is saying essentially the family uh, being the motivating factor for him wanting to become an all-star this season for the second time of his career. He's certainly playing an all-star level right now. I tweeted last night or uh, yesterday during the game that, you know, to me, the Knicks have two all-stars right now with the way uh, Randall's playing, the way Brunson's played for most of the season. Tommy, how do you explain the settled play we've seen from Julius of late, particularly since uh, we saw such a, a dismal season last season? Yeah, you know, like just you got to give him a ton of credit. Um, the guy came in in shape. That's the one thing even, the, you know, for any criticism, he's always, um, you know, come in in elite shape since he signed with the Knicks. Um, and, and just seemed more mentally prepared to handle the slings and arrows, the ups and downs that come with being a star in New York City. Um, and I think the Brunson's arrival, and even in a weird way, the the, the Mitchell Donovan Mitchell stuff, which I think he had a pretty good game yesterday too. If I, if I <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, seventy-one points, not bad, right? Uh, the one thing I was thinking, of, imagine if the Knicks had lost, you know, the, the the Houston game and found a way to lose. If the Knicks were riding a seven-game win streak and Donovan Mitchell went for seven, yeah, streak, yeah. Oh God! But that's either here or there. Um, Knicks two games over five hundred. We'll get into all that. Um, but yeah, I just think that the kind of the Mitchell stuff and then the Brunson coming in, and it just seemed like Randall was an afterthought. Whereas the the, the season prior, it was okay. Knicks were really good. The, the, you know, in, in twenty twenty one, the bubble season. Can Randall? You know, can he? 
take his game to the next level now? Can he yeah. carry the, the Knicks to pass the first round? Just qualifying for the playoffs was cool, but now we want to make some noise. Those expectations were, you know, ratcheted up by the Knicks offseason signings, obviously bringing back veterans and, and Noel and, and Burks basically yeah. running it back. Um Derek Rose as well. And obviously we know that this season was incredibly disappointing, um, failing to make the play in game, let alone the, the, the in to finish one of the top six seeds in the East. So um, this season, it was just kind of like, you know, we got this Brunson thing, RJ Barrett just signed a massive extension. Um, are they going to make another big trade at some point? And, and Randall just kind of seemed to float under the radar. Um, and, and, and he seems to thrive when he has that attention. And obviously what Brunson brings, on, and that's not even mentioning what Brunson brings on the court as an organizer, right. as a facilitator, as the leader of the team and getting, you know, just getting the, the folks set and letting Randall pick and choose his spots. But, um, you know, it's, you mentioned it, he's playing at, um, arguably better than, than he was yeah. during his, as as hard as that is to believe than is during his all nba he made second team all nba that nba that season especially of late oh, over the Knicks' last seven games averaging over 32 points 13 rebounds five assists shooting 51 percent from the floor 41 percent from behind the arc just remarkable numbers uh, remarkable production especially when you pair that with elite efficiency um dating back to thanksgiving weekend that's an 18 game stretch Randall ranks third in the league in total points behind only Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, and LeBron. Um, he's one spot ahead of Jokic. On the season, Randall ranks 10th overall in total points, fourth in the league in rebounds. Um, he's the only player top 10 in points and top five in boards. The only player top uh, 10 in both categories is Giannis. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, it's worth pointing out that he doesn't match those guys in terms of averages, but um, he's available. He hasn't missed a game yet this season, and the Knicks yeah. have beaten him. So I, that, that's a that's a to me that's a check mark in his favor. Um, yeah, I, I think you can certainly make a very very strong argument um, that he deserves a return trip to the All Star game. A lot of that's going to depend on the Knicks' record and his continued production. Um, but if the Knicks are at or around five hundred, above five hundred, you know, one of the top seven, six, eight seeds in the East. Um, I think you will see two uh, a very good chance you'll see uh, two Knicks make the All Star team. Yeah, which is is pretty remarkable considering where Randall was last year. And I think about how he started this year because to me it feels like there's been the, the biggest turn to me has been in the shot making, particularly the three point shooting. Um, he started in that first month of the season. He was shooting twenty four percent from three, and he looked like the Julius Randall from last season. I mean, he wasn't maybe as a uh, you know, as much of a cantankerous jerk, that's what he was last year. Um, but the, the play was was similar in terms of him not being able to find the stroke, whether it be from three, whether it be from mid-range. And it's interesting because RJ, I saw uh, uh, Drew Hanlon, RJ Barrett's trainer, said essentially they made a shift in RJ's shot uh, of late in that essentially since then he's been shooting at these very high splits of like 48, 45, and, you know, like 80% from, from the free throw line. And I, I kind of wonder if Julius Randle made some kind of change in his shot uh, because, it, to me, there's a stark difference from that first month really since then. I mean, he, he even shot better in November. He shot uh, 47% from the field, 35% from three. And now, I mean, he, he's shooting 36 from three. He's getting close to 37. So I, I think that the, the shot making opens up so much other things for him that I think you've seen a great improvement there. I also think to me, and what I saw last night, besides obviously his rebounding, I think his passing yesterday was phenomenal. And I've seen him um, hit Grimes on some uh, good looks. I've seen him hit, he hit Fournier on some good looks. And I thought the difference 
I don't see the difference in the game because the difference in the game was the Knicks went on 21 to zero run uh, in the second quarter. That'll put the team away for the most part. But the, the 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 Suns did cut that lead to about 18 points in the fourth quarter. And what happens? Julius Randle comes, hits quickly for a three. Now they're up 21. Come down next play, he hits a three. They're down now at 24. Chris Paul comes down, hits a three. They, you think, okay, maybe they'll hit it back to 21. What happens? Julius Randle comes back down, finds the open man, Evan Fournier in the corner, three. Now you're back up 24. And there was that part, that stretch in the game where we've seen the Knicks fall apart. And typically it's been Brunson who's kind of staved off those kind of runs. But um, in that in the, that game yesterday, it was Randle. He made several great passes. He made several big shots. Uh, he got to the free throw line a ton. I think he's – it's interesting. He, he, made, he took 16 free throws against the, the Rockets. He took 12 yesterday. I think he's even starting to get some – I don't say superstar calls, but he's getting better whistle than he he definitely was getting earlier this season than much of last year. And, again, I don't know if the Knicks maybe sent some memos to league officials saying, hey, this guy is one of the more physical players in the league. He takes a lot of contact. He typically does not get a lot of calls. But uh, he's been getting a ton of calls of late, so he's been mixing up the game, getting into the basket, getting to the free throw line. He's hitting his threes. Um, even in a game where he just necessarily didn't shoot the best, he's still getting MVP chance because he's playing the right way. And, uh, yeah, you can't say enough for how, how great Julius is playing right now. Yeah, and it's not just offensively, but he's, as you noted, rebounding really well. And just the effort defensively, um, yeah. it kind of goes part and parcel. I know Tibbs talked about in, in training camp uh, in, in the preseason that – Randall seems ten seems to be you know basically saying without saying it. Randall seems to be one of those guys that plays hard defensively when he sees the shot falling, um, mm-hmm. and, and that and that has kind of been the case. Um, contested a bunch of you know closeouts on on three pointers, and that type of stuff is contagious. The same way lazily not helping and you know not helping up teammates or not closing out on open shooters, that stuff's contagious when you're losing. When you're winning, um, that that that. The energy kind of feeds itself. And the other thing that, that Randall deserves a lot of credit for is his contributions in the first quarter. Um, yep. You know, uh, it's it's important in NBA to, to get off to a good start and, and, you know, not so you don't have to dig out of a hole. Um, Randall's second in the league in, in total first quarter points this season behind only Doncic. Um, he's ahead of Durant, uh, SGA, and Trey Young. So um, obviously a leap category there in terms of offensive production. And that's been an important part um, during the Knicks' success, both during their eight-game win streak um, and then and the last couple games is getting off to a good start and, and yeah. putting his team, uh, you know, so they don't, they're not behind the eight ball within the first 12 minutes. And it's funny because I had a follower kind of, you know, when I posted, I tweeted that, you know, Randall right now is maybe the best first quarter player in the NBA. People were like, and the guy was like, really a first quarter player. I'm like, well, yes, obviously that's a, a big caveat, but right. still think about last season and how much the Knicks starting lineup got buried in the first quarter. And really the last two seasons, even the year when they won 44 games, you know, that, that their first quarter is because their starting lineup was so poor. Uh, they got buried in games, and in the second year, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't right. find a way to, to get back in games sometimes, how bad their first quarters were. So, I no, I don't want to minimize how how strong Julius Randle coming out in the first quarter, setting the tone, has helped this team. It, it is a factor. Yep. Um, one other factor, I think, is also obviously Mr. Jalen Brunson, who, who came back and uh, essentially, besides missing some free throws, looked like he never left. I mean, he was sharp. He badly outplayed Chris Paul, who had a minus 38. Um, the only time he's had a worse a minus plus minus ratio in a game was the uh, the 50, 40 point debacle they had in game seven uh, against the, the Mavs last year. Chris Paul was awful yesterday and Jalen Brunson gave them all uh, they could handle. And Jalen Brunson had another good game, and Tom Thibodeau talked about uh, why Brunson's impact helps Randall. 
Jalen is a playmaker. And when I say that, I mean whatever the game needs, he's going to provide. And so I think Julius at times, uh, you know, certainly last year, we, you know, we were just trying to get through. And Alec did a great job for us. And I don't want to minimize what he did, but having Jalen is different. And it allows Julius to move around more and oftentimes he's playing in space. And when Julius is playing in space, he's very hard to guard. And so, you know, he can mix, he can, his scoring versatility, whether it's the post, pick and roll, he and Jalen in a two-man game, uh, or him just triggering action. I, I think that that's been real good. Yeah, I think the diversity in Julius's game can definitely be attributed to Brunson. I think Brunson had a, a big factor in yesterday's game. Um, that big second quarter, as great as Julius played, it, Julius wasn't out there. It was Jalen Brunson uh, leading the show, and he was he was just cooking. And when you're able to get away from some of the Knicks' bad habits that come with isolation, Julius Randle, everybody standing around just watching him, waiting for him to make a pass, and they're able to get him, as Thibodeau said correctly, in space, on movement, um, and, and then maybe get him in some mismatches, they, they – they they become a, a pretty tough team to guard. We're starting to see that now. This is a kind of not a this is not a small sample size. I mean, offensively, there's during the season, Knicks are top half of the league in most categories except for three point shooting, where they 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 they've struggled a lot. So um, I don't know how you felt about Brunson yesterday, but I thought he he was a big factor in their win yesterday. Him his return, a hundred percent. And uh, again, as 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 Tibbs talked about there, and as all the Knicks and coaches have talked about since the start of the season, and even the front office, one of the reasons they brought this guy in, not just because he's crafty in the lane and he, you know, is, shoots a high percentage and you know is a ninety percent, near ninety percent free throw shooter for his career, and has played well in big games and won championships in college. It's what he brings. Just in terms of his leadership and, and just that mentality. Okay, things are getting a little out of control. Let's let our point guard settle it down. Um, yeah. And uh, it's it's you know proven true. You know, um, and and it's not only important that he plays, but also plays well. Um, the Knicks are fourteen and five this season when he scores more than twenty points. They're five and twelve when he scores fewer than eighteen, um, and, or misses games. That includes the three games they've set out. So it just you know goes to show um, that um, you know it, it really is a, an incredible. Um, he's he's you know kind of the 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 bellwether of this team in so many respects. Um, and one other thing I wanted to mention before we move yeah. on to uh, looking at Wednesday's game was um, I was, I, I continue to be amazed by the splits between the Knicks defense when during wins and during losses um, uh-huh. in games that they've won, they've, so they've won 20, they're 2018 on the season. New York is allowing just 103.1 points per 100 possessions, um, which ranks second best uh, as the second best defense efficiency rating in the league um, for all teams behind only Cleveland, who's first. Um, in the 18 games they've lost, they're allowing 120. Um, which mm. ranks 26th amongst all teams in, in contests they've lost. So no team in the league is nearly as wide as a gap. You know, some teams will have, you know, six or seven points or yeah. even 10 points, you know, double digits sometimes. Um, obviously, you, you know, you're going to tend to give up more points in games you lose, but to have that 17 point yawning gap is, is, is really is remarkable. Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, listen, you sum it all up. Um, you know, looking at the big picture here, we're almost halfway through the season. You know, we'll talk a little bit about this later in the week. Um, so you guys come back and check us out. But, um, yeah. you know, 20 and 18, two games above 500, it's the same record as the Warriors. That's the same record as, as the Suns. 
Um, you know, they're uh, top 10 in the, they're 11th in the league now in offensive efficiency, um, eighth in the league in defensive efficiency. They're uh, in their net rating of plus 2.6 is eighth in the NBA. Um, that's ahead of both the Milwaukee Bucks and the Denver Nuggets. Um, mm. The Knicks might, you know, have established something. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can keep it together. Um, obviously, it's been a roller coaster. There have been some Jekyll and Hyde moments. Um, but, um, you know, looking at the big picture here, you look at those advanced metrics, those paint a favorable picture um, over the first half of the season. And we'll see if the Knicks can start to do some things in the second half of the season. Um, you know, as a as a Detroit Lions fan, um, Lions started out one and six this season. You know, a lot of yeah. fans were saying, let's lose as many as we can and, you know, draft the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and here they are with a chance, you know, uh, they're playing the Packers in Green Bay on Sunday night. And if they win um, and, and the Seahawks uh, win as well, um, beat the Rams, uh, lose to the Rams. Rams rather um, the Lions will advance. It's just kind of a reminder that you don't, you know, um, uh, Mike Frances on the fan used to always talk about NFL teams, uh, professional sports teams don't want to give away seasons. If there's a chance that they can be competitive, um, you want to maximize those opportunities and and and, and really try to take advantage of it. Um, and it's it looks like um, you know, so you, you can understand, you know, obviously Tibbs is going to do that. It looks like the front office is going to do that as well. Um, now it's on the players to kind of maximize that opportunity and make a push and, and see if they can make some noise this season. Yeah. And I think that game on, uh, on, on Monday was a, a great microcosm of that. Cause look at the Suns. I mean, you got a team that had finals aspirations, a team that was in the finals just a couple of seasons ago, and they're the same record as the Knicks and they look dreadful. I mean, yeah. the, the Phoenix situation, it is really bad. And, you know, I, I I always try to be cautious of making bold proclamations in January. Though January, I think, is the part where you do start to kind of start to make some statements about what's going on. But right. even still, January, December, definitely November, October, I try not to, to get too crazy because there's so much of the season left. But, I mean, the Suns, they just look so disjointed yesterday. I thought offensively. They seem to have just no plan. It was just let's just go and just throw up some mid-range jumpers, and uh, if they go in, they go in. If they don't, they don't. Nobody's attacking the basket. I know Mar- Monty Williams was frustrated that you know Julius Randle and and Br- Jalen Brunson had way more free throws than them as an entire team. I'm like, your team is taking only mid-range jumpers. They're not attacking the basket. They're not attacking the paint. It, I mean, they they had no plan. I know they didn't have Devin Booker, but for a team that's supposed to be a team that's a championship team, they look nothing close to that. And I think Phoenix may have to look in the mirror uh, big time at this trade deadline, uh, whether it be making a big shakeup to bring in additional score or blowing it up. Cause that, that did not look like a championship team at all. Not even close. Agreed. And um, you know, obviously the, the Jay Crowder situation should be resolved, but you know, the fact that they didn't get that handled prior to the start of the season, I guess they're obviously they thought they could, you know, we'll, we'll you know, we'll be 10 games above 500. Then we'll get Crowder. Then we'll make our strong, get rid of Crowder, get, bring another piece and make our strong push. Um, they got three more weeks without Devin Booker, man. I, you know, yeah. they got to keep their head above water. Um, you know, they're going to get Cam Johnson back sooner rather than later, ideally. Um, but I agree with you. Um, just a fight that spirit wasn't there. Um, Aiton talked about it after the game. He was just kind of, you know, even in games we had lost in the past few years and we lost plenty of games. If we're down 20, we still fought. We thought we had a chance. Um, they just seemed to let go of the rope yesterday. And that's a bad sign for a team that's um, supposed to be one of the elite teams in the league. Yeah, they got Cleveland next, and again, they, Cleveland has guys that scored seventy-one points, so uh, it does not get any easier for the Suns before they head back home. So, uh, and also, real quickly before we move, I want to shout out two guys I thought really played great. Mitchell Robinson continues to be yes. an absolute monster on the offensive glass. Uh, he was tremendous. I think he kind of also set the tone in the first quarter with how he was able to continue to keep the ball alive. 
uh, give the Knicks second chances. And a man quickly continued to, to shoot the crap out of the ball. Um, he is shooting extremely well. His offensive game seems to be on point. He's always going to have your 521 kind of game every now and then, which he had against Dallas. But typically for the last like month, I'd say like he's been pretty consistent with his shot. So um, when if he's shooting like this and he's able to give them that kind of secondary offense, uh, the Knicks become a, a pretty tough team offensively. And, and Monty talked about that for the game. He says that he said that, you know, quickly, you know, was playing like Jamal Crawford. And I think we're starting to see some of that. So uh, I want to shout out those guys. 100% also mentioned Grimes, um, yep. interior passing. His drives off passing continue, you know, night after night, just real. And and that and I think because Grimes does it, Randall's more, you know, comfortable doing it or may be encouraged to do so. Um, and you're right, the Mitch Rob numbers, I I broke them down today in the, in, in the newsletter. Um, quietly, he's actually leads the team in, in plus, cumulative plus minus this season. Mm. Um, he's up to plus 150 on the season, quickly is 130, especially over the last 10 games. Um, and, and Tibbs talked about this after the after the uh, Monday's win. Um, last 10 games, New York has outscored their opponents by 114 points with Robinson on the court. Um, that's number one. That's That leads the team by far. Randall's second at, at plus 83. So just gives you an idea of how important um, uh, Mitch Rob has been, um, you know, and, and we talk about all-stars. He's not in that conversation yet. Um, but if you, you know, outside of the elite tier of the Embiid's and the, and the Jokic's yeah. and, and, and Sabonis and those guys, um, that second tier of centers, you could, you put Mitch's advanced, you know, per 100 possession, advanced metrics up against those guys. Um, obviously the offensive rebounds he gets um, are, are, um, are, are a key part. Um, somebody had tweeted, yes, I forget who, um, but somebody said you could make the argument that Mitchell Robinson's offensive rebounding skill is better than any other Knicks elite skill, in, you know, like in, just in terms that, yeah. of, you know, he's in the 99th, 99.9% percentile. Um, so, uh, you know, just, just something to think about, but yes, we probably don't talk about him as much as we should. So, so that's on us, but um, Robinson um, has been a key part of the Knicks, you know, now they, you know, um, you know, the eight game winning streak, obviously. And then the last two wins um, uh, he, he's been a key, uh, a key contributor. Yeah, it feels like Mr. Robinson is just that close to really kind of breaking through and reaching his full potential. Like, we, he doesn't do it consistently, but, like, you're starting to see it more and more, and, and, and you kind of start to see the player, Mr. Robinson, potentially become. 